when you're first starting out, it's like you have to put the business first and then the adventures come second. And so, you know, some days that means parking somewhere you don't really want to be parked so you can have internet or staying, you know, in your van all day when all the other travelers that you're meeting are going off on adventures and having parties together. So I think it's just about choosing priorities at first and then learning how to like find that balance. Today's guest is Kristen Bohr. Kristen is a travel blogger, founder of Barefoot Theory and creator of Open Roads Fest. In 2014, Kristen decided to leave her life in Washington, DC in the marine conservation policy field. Wanting to travel and spend more time in nature, she realized her current career path was not in alignment with what she truly wanted. So she started blogging as a way to document her journey outside. And since then, Barefoot Theory has evolved into an incredible resource for everyday outdoor enthusiasts looking to challenge themselves in the outdoors, no matter their experience level. All right, so let's get into it. I'm your host, Liz Landine, and this is The Outdoor Entrepreneur. Hey, Kristen, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Liz, thanks so much for having me. Let's start at the beginning of this journey then. Can you talk a little bit about where you were living, what you were doing kind of leading up to 2014 and before you decided to venture into blogging and van life? I was living in Washington, D.C. So I have a master's in environmental management and I was living in D.C., working on the Hill in the environmental policy sector and I just started to feel restless and I saw the path that I was on kind of looking at my older peers and decided that that just wasn't the long-term path that I wanted to be on. And so I started doing some research about alternate career paths. I knew I wanted to travel more and I wanted more freedom. And that led me to a few travel blogs, uh, specifically Nomadic Matt and The Blonde Abroad. And I started reading about blogging as a career and I had kept a blog for fun during a three month trip in Indonesia prior to me moving to DC. And I had a really fun time doing it and taking all the pictures and writing about my experience. So I thought that might be a good fit for me. So uh, I found out that the blonde abroad, she, uh, if your audience doesn't know her, she's kind of one of the original solo female travel blogs out there. And she was offering a one-on-one mentorship to teach people how to blog. And so I signed up and a couple months later, I quit my job. I moved to Las Vegas actually, and spent a year there working to get it off the ground. And yeah, basically told myself that I would give myself a year to see where I could take it. And after a year went by, if things were stagnant, then at least I was back West and I could start searching for another job. And, you know, best case scenario, it was working and I would just keep going. So that's kind of how I got my start. Nice. And did you, when you moved out to Vegas, did you kind of go cold Turkey? Did you like quit your job and just kind of focus on this? What was that kind of transition like for you? Yeah. So remote work wasn't really an option for a lot of people back then. So I did quit my job. Uh, When I got to Vegas, I did get like a part-time job doing retail at REI, which was great because I got a discount on gear. I knew I was going to do an outdoor focused blog. 
And I was also getting ready to hike the John Muir Trail. So I was getting a discount on all, all the gear, which I could then write about and review on my blog. I got a little income to help me keep me afloat during that transition. And I also was learning about a lot of different gear that maybe I wasn't familiar with before because I didn't grow up doing a lot of hiking and camping. So it was something I really started getting more into in my mid to late twenties. Um, so that's what my transition looked like. And then, yeah, after a year, it was like, things were moving. I was starting to make some affiliate income. I maybe got, you know, a couple $500 sponsored posts on my blog. And so things were moving. I wasn't quite in a place where it seemed sustainable, but I knew that if I quit after a year, all the hard work and things that I had learned over the last year were just going to go to waste. And so I just kept chugging along and stayed positive that, you know, eventually this thing was going to work out. (laughs) Yeah. I love that story for two reasons. One, I I just love hearing when people are like, you're just going to find a way to make it work. And it doesn't mean you have to like leave your nine to five tomorrow. And it has to be an overnight success or anything like that. If you're passionate about it, find a way to make it work, especially in the beginning. So if that means getting a part-time job or whatever that looks like for you. I just love hearing stories like that because I feel like, you know, especially with social media, we kind of can go down the rabbit hole of like people that are already really successful and feeling like, oh, why aren't I at that point right now? And so I like hearing the reality of it. Like this is how it started. And then the second part to that that I love is just sticking with it. That I feel like, Again, we can go back to like, oh, things need to happen overnight. And they just don't for most people (laughs) like that. That is the reality. And so I I really like reminding people and hearing stories of being consistent, sticking with it, following your dreams, all that good stuff. But but you got to stick with it if you want to see it through. Yeah, exactly. And um, for me, Las Vegas was the perfect place for me to try to get this off the ground because I had zero friends, zero social life. And I'm not necessarily recommending that for most people, but I didn't have a lot of distraction. And so I was really able to just focus and, you know, really work hard to try to make it happen. Yeah. So I'm curious, what's your setup like? What kind of, we haven't talked about van life yet, so we can get to that, but what's your van like? How often are you on the road right now? And maybe I'd love to hear like, what did that look like when you first started? and getting into van life. And then what does that look like now? I got my first van in 2017. So I'd already been blogging for two and a half years when I got the van. And my idea was that I wanted most of the travel that I wrote about was domestic. And I wanted a way that was going to be easy for me to travel and to work from the road. So that's how I got the idea to get a van. And I had that van for not that long, actually, just maybe like a a year and a half. And then I sold it and then I got a different van because I learned what I really wanted in my home on wheels. And I had that van for four years and I actually just sold it last month. And I'm getting a third van in June. So we wanted to kind of experiment with some new layouts. And because I write about van life so much on my blog, it's good for me to try different setups and layouts and components because it just helps me 
give a more complete picture on my website. Like if I'm able to compare different setups, but typically (laughs) my schedule is that uh, we live here in Salt Lake city in the winter. We like to ski a lot and we have great access to a number of different ski resorts here, um, 10 miles from our house. So we base ourselves here in the winter and I use this time to get a lot of computer work done. That's a little bit harder for me to manage when we're traveling so much. And then we spend typically May through November in our van traveling. Very cool. All right. So Penny, moving into your business a little bit, Barefoot Theory, what's the mission? Uh, What do you do? All that good stuff. Barefoot Theory is an outdoor blog where we try to inspire people to get outside and give them the tools they need to recreate in the outdoors with confidence. We also want to help people be more responsible. So leave no trace and responsible recreation is also a big part of our mission. And naturally, since I am doing van life, I write a lot about van life as well. And so, you know, that's not all I write about, but it's become a a decent chunk. So the van is sort of the the vehicle to get you to the adventures. And then we write about the adventures once you're there. Awesome. And I know you're also the creator and curator of Open Roads Fest. What's the vision behind that? Open Roads Fest is a big van life festival that I put on for the first time in 2019. Um, We had about 430 people for a three night camp out up in Idaho. And it was really cool because Open Roads isn't just about the vans. It's about the lifestyle. For me, that's like an active lifestyle. The reason I like van life is because of the access to the outdoors that the lifestyle provides. So at Open Roads, we have mountain biking, we have paddle boarding, we have workshops, yoga, music, um, obviously lots of vans. And there's a lot of different things going on that are complementary to why I like to do van life. Unfortunately, I got canceled in 2020 and 2021 due to the pandemic, but we are doing it again this summer. So it'll be July 15th through 18th. Yeah, it's going to be a great time. I'm just really excited to like see people in person again and (laughs) commune with the community and yeah, spend time in a beautiful place together. So should be a lot of fun. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, it's already on my calendar. So I'm planning to be there. If this calls to anyone who's listening, would love to see you there. I can't wait. Uh, McCall, Idaho has been an area I've kind of had on my radar for a little while. So I'm excited to be able to just get somewhere new and explore around, but also be part of this, this Open Roads Fest that just sounds so much fun. And I actually just, at the time of this recording, um, yesterday got home from picking up my uh, new vehicle. I, I have a Toyota Tacoma with like a converted bed to camp in and all that stuff. So I'm ready to go. I'm so excited for the Open Roads Fest. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah, just to be clear, you don't have to have a van to come. It doesn't matter what kind of vehicle you have. We do have a length limit just because of the access road. Like vehicles have to be shorter. I think it's 27 feet is the limit just to even to get into where the camping area is. But otherwise we had probably 70 tent campers at the last event. And it was a lot of people who are coming to learn about van life, meet the community, see vans, attend the workshops and really get educated before making the investment. And so don't 
hesitate coming. If you don't have a van, you'll be in good company. And it's a great opportunity to get your feet wet before taking a leap. And I think, and the tent campers, we, they, they get to camp just along uh, the Creek that runs through the campground. So it's a really cool setup for people who are camping in tents. That sounds great. We'll be right back after this quick break. If you're like most people, you have tons of thoughts, ideas, and shiny things swirling around that beautiful, powerful entrepreneurial brain of yours. If you're looking for someone to share all that with, I got you. Grab a free 30-minute clarity call and let's have a quick brainstorming session. At the end of the call, you'll leave with recommendations on next steps you can take to move forward with clarity, confidence, and ease, as well as access to helpful tips, tools, and resources. Go to lizlandine.com, scroll down the page, and click the button to schedule your free clarity consult today. And don't worry, it's pitch free and no pressure. Look forward to chatting with you soon. All right, now let's get back into the episode. So I'm curious your thoughts on uh, just kind of shifting back to the conversation around blogging, your thoughts on whether or not you feel it's easier or harder to build a successful and profitable blog nowadays. And maybe this is a two-part question. So that would be my first question. The second kind of part of that is for those who may be listening that want to follow in your footsteps as far as building a business through blogging. What advice do you have or would you give any advice when it comes to blogging in 2022, which again, may or may not be different from when you you first got into it? I do think it's changed a lot. I mean, it's a completely different landscape now than it was back in 2014 when blogging was still sort of new. I mean, when I quit my job to start my blog, people thought I was nuts. It was like, what? <laughs> you know, I had to really not let myself be affected by the naysayers because it was just kind of unheard of. And like, you're going to quit your, your job that looks so good on paper to do this thing that's completely may or may not work. And so I think that it's more well understood now, but it's also a lot more competitive and not just amongst smaller bloggers. You know, I consider even though my website has decent traffic, like my blog is small compared to some of the bigger brands that have blogs now. So not only am I competing with other bloggers, I'm competing with huge businesses with huge budgets, a whole team of writers and SEO experts on staff who are just dominating the landscape. I don't say that to discourage people, but I also think it's good to have a realistic view of that. It it can be quite difficult and it does take time. you know, some people take off instantly, you know, it just really depends on their voice and, you know, whether or not they have a following on social media, but I would give it two years, you know, of dedicated time and effort to where I think that that's kind of what it takes to get to a point where it's like, oh yeah, this is working and this is going to continue to work. The people that I see now that are finding quicker success are fairly niche. So you know, I got the same advice. Oh, it's good to niche, niche down. Well, my niche is the outdoors. Well, the outdoors is pretty broad. And especially when I'm doing outdoors and van life. And if I was going to start now, I would pick something, you know, more specific and try to find a more tailored audience because 
that makes it a lot easier if you decide you want to create a membership or a course or, you know, some sort of ebook or a paid offering of some sort. If you're like the expert in a well-defined niche, I think it's a lot easier than if you go broad and just try to write about anything that is sort of tangentially related to the outdoors or travel or whatever your topic might be. I think having a more dedicated focus will make it more likely that you can succeed. Yeah, that's, that's great advice. And it can be so challenging. I know when I first started my business and even still, you know, I, I now say I'm a business coach, but so broad. (laughs) It's like, what does that even mean? You know? So it's really, uh, it can be really challenging to figure out what your niche is and all of that. But I, I agree. I think it's really important. And especially nowadays, there's so much noise and chatter on social media. And so people are feeling, I think, a little overwhelmed by everything. And, and so to have a, a voice that really speaks to a target audience is, is pretty important. Yeah. I didn't even really touch on the challenges with social media, but uh, you know, social media has also gotten a lot harder because like you said, it is noisier. The algorithm is, is different. You know, they want people to pay to get their content seen. So I think you really have to find something that you're super passionate about that you can continue talking over and over and over again about that you love so much. And I think it's important to find it. Yeah. That, that niche should be something that you can see yourself being passionate about for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Great advice. Great advice. So along those lines, but more focused on the traveling side of things, how have you been able to build a business doing the things that you know, all the things, right. All the things that come with running a successful and profitable business while being on the road. And I know this is a topic a lot of people like to hear about. Cause I, I think a lot of people envision, oh my gosh, one day I want to be able to work from anywhere and work from the road. So, you know, like anything, I'm sure there's lots of pros and cons, but what have been some of your, your top challenges or maybe lessons learned along the way that you wish you knew when you had started? So when I started, I had a home base and I think being a little more stationary when I first started was really helpful because of the number of hours that I was putting in and just having a, you know, a stable stability and an office and somewhere that I could just, like I said earlier, just be really determined was really helpful. Um, I started traveling in my van in 2017 and that's, I moved out of my apartment, sold my car, moved into my van full time. And it definitely poses different challenges. I mean, as an outdoor blogger, it made it a lot easier for me to get the content, but then the aftermath of gathering that content, (laughs) like editing the photos, writing the blog posts and, you know, just answering emails and doing all the computer work became more challenging because then all of a sudden you have a distraction at your doorstep, like every waking moment. And you also have the challenge of internet. So when you're first starting out, it's like you have to put the business first and then the adventures come second. And so, you know, some days that means parking somewhere you don't really want to be parked so you can have internet or, you know, staying Uh, you know, in your van all day when all the other travelers that you're meeting are going off on adventures and having parties together. So I think it's just about choosing priorities at first and then learning how to like find that balance. But having the balance of being able to come home to Salt Lake in the winter 
and like plan my festival, for instance, like planning open roads is so much computer work. It would be really hard for me to do it on the road. So I think just kind of recognizing how much you really want to work from the road and then finding a setup that works for you. Yeah, that's, that's great advice. So for, for that person who is maybe finding themselves like you were back in 2014, maybe working a job that isn't as fulfilling as they'd hoped it would be, or they wanted it to be, or like me, they find themselves sitting at a desk. This was in my nine to five back in the day, but I was sitting at a desk for 40 and 50 hours a week, year after year, and just desperately craving more time outside and being in nature. What would you tell them or what, what kind of advice would you share? I think it's definitely possible. So don't let the the challenges that I've described dissuade you from following your dreams and finding something that offers more flexibility. I think now the landscape has changed so much because of the pandemic and the availability of remote work. I, I know a lot of people who listen to your podcast probably want to start their own business, but there's different ways to start a business, right? You don't have to be a blogger. You can be a freelancer who takes on different clients that you get to choose that don't necessarily require you to completely jump ship and like create something from scratch. For example, if you enjoy social media, you can be a social media manager for a blog like mine or a business of some sort. If you're a graphic designer, you can start a graphic design business where you're outsourcing, you know, like I outsource a lot of my graphic design work to people who are better at that than me. So there's so many different ways that you can work for yourself without feeling like you, like a blog is just one option. And so really thinking creatively about your skill set and trying to just research like what options there are for someone like you. And even, you know, certain companies now are hiring people remote. So maybe you don't want to be a freelancer. Maybe you want more stability and a stable paycheck. You just want the freedom to work from wherever. I think more of those opportunities exist now too, where you don't necessarily have to go into an office and work from nine to five. So I think that's been one you know, silver lining of the pandemic is the office culture has really changed. And so I think it's created so many new opportunities for people to have more flexibility in their schedule. I think just be willing to take a risk. I mean, it never feels like the right time. It's scary. It's uncertain. <laughs> but, you know, you never know what's going to be waiting, what rewards are going to be waiting for you on the other side if, if you do take that risk. And so I think that that's something to keep in mind. Yeah. So what about your current situation or your current setup? Are you just absolutely loving right now? Well, I'd say my team for sure. Um, It's taken some time to build a cohesive team that works really well together. Who's, you know, each one of the women who works on my team, they're smart, independent workers, professional, creative, and just awesome humans in general. So I feel really lucky to be surrounded by such an awesome group of women who really believe in what we're doing. And that's just been awesome. I was going to ask, I think I saw you post something around doing a breathwork program. I'm curious about that. Yes, I'm doing a six-month breathwork teacher training. I don't really know what I'm going to do with it, but it's something I've been practicing in my personal life and it's helped me 
like the breathwork practice has helped me feel more relaxed and manage my stress. And so I just got really curious about it. And the group that I do my practice with was offering a teacher training. So I thought, you know, I'm gonna, gonna give that a go. (laughs) Yeah. I love when people just follow their curiosity and just like, who knows where this will lead, but it's something you like and you're, you find, you know, interesting and it's helped you. And I know uh, I've just done a little bit of breath work, but the ones I have done, the sessions I've done have been pretty incredible. Like really surprised me on what, what occurred afterwards and during and all of that. So uh, I think it's, it's great for people if they're, you know, feeling anxious or overwhelmed or looking for some clarity. I was looking for business clarity. That's actually when I did my first breathwork session and it was pretty phenomenal. So I would encourage people to check it out if that's something that, uh, that they're interested in. That's awesome. You've had a great experience. Yeah. The uh, group I'm doing my, my training with they're called our breath collective and they do daily 15 minute live breathing sessions every single day for their members. And that's how I sort of got into it. And yeah, I, I just really love the way it makes me feel <laughs> physically and mentally. So, yeah, well, we'll, we'll link to that in the show notes for sure. And, you know, since entrepreneurship, it's ever evolving. Uh, let me ask you kind of the flip side to that coin. What about your current situation? Uh, if there is something uh, that you maybe want to improve or you want to get more dialed in? Uh, something we're focused on as a team is just the Google landscape is always changing. And so we are really working on our SEO, which is search engine optimization. It's kind of like the nitty gritty of how Google ranks uh, your content. And if you're not showing up in the first five search results, way fewer people are going to actually see your content. And so that's really something that we've been trying to improve on. That's, you know, it's just technical. And so we just finished an SEO audit and got a lot of actionable advice out of that. So that's something we're trying to implement. Great. Well, as we start to wrap up, and since I know you travel a lot, I have to ask the question of, do you have any favorite locations or places you visited or just like must see spots that you want to share with people? Well, the Sierra Nevada mountains have a special place in my heart because when I first started my blog, I hiked the John Muir Trail. I spent 22 days backpacking there. And it was just an incredible experience. I would love to do it again. And it was, I had already started my blog, but things were shaky. And I wasn't really sure like if it was going to work or not. And I just got so much clarity on that hike to the point where I got a tattoo of Mount Whitney on my arm after. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I love that area. Those mountains are just spectacular. So that would be as far as hiking. I love Southwest Colorado. There's parts of Idaho that I really love. I grew up in Boise. So I think Idaho has some really special places. Yeah, we have so much variety in in this country. And and, there's so much focus on international. But I think, you know, lately people doing a lot more domestic travel and realizing just how beautiful so many places are. Yeah. Do you have uh, like... Is there a blog of yours that's like your top rated blog or uh, is like gets the most hits? Oh, <laughs> yes. We have a few different ones, but um, in the van in the van side of things, we have a post that's 
like different camper van bathroom setups, like the bathroom topic for <laughs> van so life important. is just, yeah. yeah, it's just a never ending question that people are going to have. So we've rounded up pictures and descriptions of a bunch of different options of, you know, toilet and shower setups and vans. And that has been one of our top performing posts over the last two years since we published it. Yeah, that's great. Well, as we start to, again, wrap up, I have one more question for you after this one. But first, let's tell people where can they find you? Yes. So my website is barefoottheory.com, but it's bear spelled B-E-A-R, like the animal. So barefoottheory.com. I'm also Barefoot Theory on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, basically anywhere (laughs) that you can find me. That's where I am, Barefoot Theory. Um, And then for the festival, it's openroadsfest.com. And also Open Roads Fest on all the social channels. Cool. And our final question, uh, as a business strategy and action coach, my hope in doing this podcast is to ultimately inspire people to take massive action towards their own dreams and their own goals, to not just dream about it, but to do and be it. So with that in mind, I'd love to close out with an action challenge. What's one thing you want people to get out there and do in pursuit of their own dreams and goals? So Kristen, what's your action challenge? So I think when people are thinking about starting their own business or pursuing any type of goal, you know, there's baby steps that need to happen. It could feel so overwhelming. Oh, I'm going to start a blog. Well, there's about a thousand little things that you can do between now and like launching a blog and making it public. So I think it's really helpful to make like a little micro lists of the little steps that you need to take to make your goals attainable. So I think people should start making a list of like the steps that they need to take to work towards whatever that dream is that they have, and then just start crossing them off. Mm, I'm a list person, so I can really appreciate that. Um, Awesome. Well, that's a perfect place for us to close out. And we'll put all the ways that our listeners can learn more about you and your work in the show notes. And thank you so much for sharing your journey with us, Kristen. It's been great talking with you. Keep kicking ass and happy adventuring. Yeah, thank you so much. Have a great day. Hey friends, before we wrap up, I wanted to share a gentle reminder that one of the main reasons I started this podcast was to not only live my own inspired life, but to inspire you to do the same and to ultimately take massive action towards your own dreams and goals. So if you're enjoying this podcast and find the content valuable, please subscribe on Apple Podcast and I genuinely enjoy hearing from you. So please be sure to leave a review. If you're on Instagram, I'd love to connect. So follow at Liz Landine. And if you want to support me in the podcast further, you can show your support by one, shopping with our sponsors and two, becoming a Patreon member of The Outdoor Entrepreneur. You get some really awesome perks for being a member, including early access, exclusive bonus episodes, social media shout outs, and even a free business idea brainstorming call with me. All right, until next time, be sure to live life on your terms. And if you're not, make a plan and make it happen, my friends. Adventure awaits and it's all yours. Adventure awaits.